G'day punters, welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast. Uh, we're going to cover Queensland, Doombin, we're going to go over to Randwick in New South Wales, hug the league country, finish with a bit of Victoria and if Pete's feeling generous, maybe a little bit of Belmont. Shane, Shirley the Curl Star, MJ, how are you, big boy? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me on board, mate. Uh, I think chilly up in Queensland today, the blue skies, but very cold. Oh, Crimea River. Pete looks, <laughs> Pete looks like he's freezing. Um, first day properly focusing on uh, Metro Queensland car, Doombin. Uh, what'd you learn? Well, um, nothing changes really for the tracks in Queensland that we've seen so far. Um, the the Doombin track raced sort of how we, how we sort of become accustomed to it. I suppose good horses on speed, hard to get past. Um, it's probably played a lot more to the leaders this week than I sort of anticipated initially. But um, look, it's just like like most places, I suppose, when you've got the right horses up on speed, they are hard to get past regardless. And this, this wet track on Saturday just seemed hard to make ground. Sort of where they fell in the run and where they lobbed into is almost where they finished in a lot of instances. Yeah, if you look at the puntingform.com.au data, which we all use, uh, the furthest back a horse sat in run was seventh. That was in race five, the actuary that won. Uh, outside of that, you're probably looking at sort of fourth or fifth in run throughout the day. So properly uh, on pace suited day at Doombin, just off the data, without even watching a race, you can read that. Um, so moving forward, Shane, we're sort of giving you know a little bit of forgiveness to horses that were worse in midfield. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's you know that that's certainly how I'll be looking at the meeting going forward. Yeah, no, I wish you would all. There were some nice horses in in races that looked suited in those events that just weren't were unable to uh, get competitive at all over the last four hundred. So, be keeping an eye on those ones going forward. Peter, what was the performance of the day up there? Well, it was nice and early, wasn't it? How wonderful life is. Uh, they've gone very fast in this event and the horses put them away uh, eight lengths above the puntingform.com.au all benchmark average curls uh did you have any real thoughts going into race one yeah we were on this actually um i thought it was put the best placed horse in australasia this uh coming back from stakes grade to a class three saturday um <laughs> Look, I had it at about a dollar forty, somewhere about a dollar forty-five, and it was a dollar seventy-five SP. So we found a couple of units on it. I, I just uh, think, uh, just just before, like, anyone who's wondering why it's important to have your hand held by the curlsman up there in uh, Queensland, I think this is another. Just like it stands out like dog's balls to me. The biggest figure of the day is a class three. The second biggest figure on the day is a class six. <laughs> well, how does that happen? Queensland. <laughs> the, the, the short answer is Queensland. <laughs> you see it often at, at meetings. You see these maideners run a horse win a maiden 0.5 of a second outside the open time of the day. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This horse has actually like fallen in a big hole late too. Its last 200 is awful, but it's gone five lengths faster than anything else to the 600 on the day. Wow. Yeah, it was, wasn't a bad effort, was it really? Um, look, I thought it was a, this is sort of the top end of its distance range. Um, but like you said, like it broke their hearts early and it was entitled to knock up late, on a, particularly on a wet track. So uh, job done. We'll, we'll have a look. If we're looking at it, that horse running next time, and hope to see it in a, bit, in a, in a back to sort of that 1,000-metre trip. 
The biggest betting race on the card was race four. Over 600K was matched on the Betfair Exchange. That was on the and the favourite one, Milkman, paid $2.37. Peter, what did the market do late with this horse? Well, out of that, what are we saying, 614,000, roughly 450,000 of that was matched on Milkman um, and over the last half hour. $2.36. Into a low of $2.26, it closed at $2.34, so really didn't change that much at all. It's just a heap of cash traded forwards and backwards on that galloper. And in the end, they've gone very, very slowly. Uh, the winners recorded the fastest last 600 on the card. It was under a hold, this thing, mid-race. Yeah. We watched this because, very interestingly, punters, uh, some of this money that's been exchanged has actually come from Curly to Pete and I's bot, which is betting a couple of puntingform.com.au systems that we've sort of been building. Um, so yeah, no effort or form sort of goes into the day, just spits out horses that Peter and I are going to be with, and Milkman was one of them. And, Curls, you're against this. Why? Oh, just because it's heavy track runs, this preparation. I, um, I thought it was uh, legless on a heavy track. Um certainly wasn't legless. How was, it, how was its uh, closing section? It was this horse on the day. It was, mm. geez, it was strong through the line. I sort of, I was urging top prospect to sort of get over the top of it when it sort of ducked back to the inside to go to make its run with it, but it never looked like sort of, it looked, always looked like winning this. On the, on the, before the corner, you thought, I thought top prospect might run last. It was underwriting and sort of looked yeah. gone. And then with 200 to go, I, I, I felt sick. I thought I was going to get there. Yeah, not as sick as me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, I was happy to take it on at the price based on its heavy track stats, but uh, it certainly defied those. Today. Uh, uh, Peter, what were the fastest splits on the day? Uh, fastest 800, all Shiraz. Fastest 600, Milkman. Fastest 400, 200 was top, top prospect in the same race as Milkman. So um, I guess that pretty much sums up the, the speed of that race, the fact that they were racing over... The 16-15, and they've clocked faster late splits than some of the shorter sprint races on the card. But, um, Curls, I guess looking forward towards the week ahead, you've got a whole heap of provincial meetings to, to dive into. But Flying. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely flying. But now all of a sudden you're tackling the Metro cards as well. I guess just for, for someone who hasn't bet that much in Queensland over the journey, what are there any real key differences? Are there some, some main angles that you look to find in the, the provincial regions that you may not necessarily get in the Metro? Is there a huge difference between the two for yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's a, a gulf between a provincial class horse and a and a Saturday horse. Um, although the, the, some of the ratings, the rating races they have on Saturdays can toss up a few anomalies, like you've got a class three uh, race, which is normally held on a Saturday, and you sort of low, couple of lower benchmark races. So traditionally we'd have one or two meetings on a Saturday that were worth, you know, about half the prize money of a standard Saturday event, which can toss up a few anomalies there. Um, but, you know, this, yeah, the Saturday horses are pretty consistently sort of go against each other, like I say, because it's such a big gap for the provincials. Once one's good enough to go to town, they, they sort of race each other pretty regularly. So um, of the provincial stuff, look, we've seen a, plenty of examples for those that, that, that follow my provincial stuff. You'd be looking at some of the bets I'd, I'd have and say, how the hell could you find that horse? <laughs> it's... Uh, You've got to you've got to look at the consistent look at the horses and sort of deal with the jockeys and trainers that look after these horses. Um, you know that they're running around in the bush for a reason. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to be polite as I can. 
in saying that you get some wild results because you just get some inconsistencies in training methods and rides, particularly in the provincials, um, where you get a little bit more consistency in the metro. But then, you know, there's still fields of 12 in a metro and there's a big gap between the top four or five jockeys in Queensland and, and the next seven best that sort of take up those rides. And Yeah, but having said that, it's fascinating that, like, if you compare, like, your betting to my betting, like, it just our product, you're much more consistent at that, like – more erratic uh, rural racing. Whereas at a Metro meeting, I might have a day at Flemington where I'll send out 10 units and get none back and then another day where 10 none and then the next day I'll have 10 out and get 30 back. Whereas you're sort of doing 10, getting 14, 10, getting 17, 10, getting 12, just grinding that that earn. Yeah, that's like, it's a, I suppose it's a reflection of what, you know, what my results look like from when I'm betting personally. You know, it's the same sort of thing. It is a bit of a grind, but... Um, I think, I don't know, and I've probably found the Metro stuff too, like the, the horses that are, that are sort of firmer in the market, it's one of the things about Queensland Saturday racing that, you know, you get used to, the more you follow it, like the, the market's a very good indicator. Um, you'll find a number of horses that you get supported and just lob in the right spot in running. A little bit like race seven where uh, Say Hayat, who had settled worse than midfielders, two starts this preparation, third up this this prep, uh, was backed and settled sort of uh, second or third in run. Great example. Um, yeah, we had a, we had a small bet on it at five fifty, and then saw the support come for it. it. Was excellent. You know, there was it was solid on the fair with you know, one hundred and fifty odd thousand matched on the horse, um, and it begins with them almost jumped half a length in front, um, mapped perfectly behind the. the the obvious tearaway leader in the race and it was just never ever ever getting beat once it lobbed in that spot it traveled strong and, and it was strong through the lot you know the, the whole race it was just it was a perfect example of a queensland race where you get the right the right you know a good trainer jockey combination with money for the horse they just get the right run any horses from doombin that you want to um let the punters at home sort of put in their black books um Oh, like we said earlier, we're sort of just looking at those horses that would have been disadvantaged and, and happy to, to be more forgiving to those yep. ones that couldn't make ground. And the week ahead, what do we got for the uh, punters who are subscribed to the Curly Provincial Mail? Yeah, so um, we've got a sort of big back end of the week, really. We've got a big double header Friday night where we'll be covering the Gold Coast Friday afternoon into Toowoomba on Friday night. Oh, wow. Uh, How many? What's that? Is that 20 races or something? There'd be 20 odd races there. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, the, the Gold Coast has been very good to us the last three months since the service has kicked off, and um, uh, Toowoomba's the home track. So, like, it's just a tasty little. Uh, Entree basically for Saturday, we've got the Metro meeting at Doombin, and one of my favourite tracks uh, in my area is Gatton on Saturday afternoon. I'll be covering both of those race by race, also. So um, it's just a it's a tasty little uh, weekend coming up for sure. If you're interested, head to the website themailbag.com.au. You can get curly stuff for around twenty four dollars a week. You get the that's for the provincial staff. What sort of pot have you provided for your regulars since you started with us, Curls? We're about three months in and sitting uh, just a tick above twenty percent pot, um, which is enormous value. That's across all meetings, um, including the metro from the weekend. So winning, yeah, winning well. Um, but it's just one of those. I just feel like we're just treading water a little bit too. Haven't had any massive, massive sort of, you know, runs or anything like that. Just chipping away, grinding away, nice profits. Okay. Well, I think that's a that's a like a circumstance of like you were saying how it's pretty hard to like it's consistently 
inconsistent and, and you're betting into the pointy end of the market because you have to because there's not a lot of chances up there. Yes, yeah, particularly, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of races where there might be one or two hopes and the obvious is 220, so you need to be on it and there might be one that can win at $6. You know, that's yeah. Enough. yeah, a lot of that stuff goes on for sure. Perfect. All right, thank you, my man. We'll have you on each and every week from now on on the Deep Dive Podcast. Thank you very, very much. Good luck this week. Cheers, guys. We've now got Rob Robertos Scurry, who's fresh off a back-to-back proper momentum uh, victory in his club tennis. He knocked the bloke over last night. I just spoke to him then, and he was up and about. Said the bloke normally beats him four or five times. He's played him again this morning and rolled him again. So he's got a lot of momentum, and it probably stems from the fact that the, the big man who's standing currently around his house with the big headset on the hair everywhere is back on course watching the ponies parade. Uh, Peter and I are very envious. Rob, how is it watching him parade again after so long away? Well, I've got to say it's much better at Randwick than it is at um, Rose Hill, just due to the fact that you can go outside, whereas uh, Rose Hill, I'm looking through glass from about 60 metres away. Um, but, you know, the theatre of the horse is, is never a good parade yard um, as it turns the whole time. And uh, you're looking down and it's not big enough. And, you know, I, I could bash that a bit longer. But uh, it was good. So I was I was about, I don't know, 40 metres. If you know that big old... Um, uh, what, what is it? Uh, fern? Not, not that big old tree. It's a fig tree. Big you know, tree. Big, it's a big yeah. fig tree. There's a lot of big yeah, yeah. figs out around it. Yeah, so it's a big fig tree, and um, you know they were sort of caged off, and I and I and I uh, was just under that on the, on the dirt. I did get a security guard asking me to get off the grass. I'm like, I'm on the dirt, bruh. He's like, nah. Come on, back around. Like, so then they, there was a, I hope there was he a kept lot. his distance. He did. He kept his distance. I had my headphones on, so I just like fully tried to ignore him as he walked towards me. I was like pretending not to hear him. As he was, um, and then then I'm then I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like those guys. So yeah, they they had nothing to do. There was a lot of guarding space uh, from um, security. You know, zone, to, like a, I was zoning. Yeah, there was zoning. There was like the Hawks. Oh wait, very much so. Very much so. Guarding space and um, yeah, look, it, it was good. And and I saw him pretty well, Jack, on the day. But I was, uh, yeah, I was pretty dark not to get a result. I think we bet in seven races. We had one winner and and four seconds and some some long prices and some good bets for multiple players. But that wasn't me. Um, yeah, so I got there race one, um, and it was like a f- five or six horse field, and um, I'm, I'm I'm stewing about Richard Friedman all morning because he's blocked me on Twitter. Well, um, think, let's be fair to the punter at home who were sort of really digging their teeth in this, the scurry operation. He's you've been off Richard for a fair while. <laughs> he's been yeah, well, inside the noodle for a long time. Uh, he has, mate. Maybe it's his work on Sky One. He, he's just so good at that of just you know non betting, just steering the you know to, to, you know spruiking, you know keep betting, keep betting, keep betting as we you know leave the Cox Plate off to Donald, and uh, you know we're on here. Any, anyway, um, I was thinking about him. I was just thinking like, oh, fuck this Ramwick. It's just just so so wet, you know. Thanks to him digging out the sand all those years ago, and I, so I get there. I'm thinking, oh, you know, here's the bloke, the most advocate anti-Betfair, loudest voice in the room. Betfair's going to ruin the industry, yada, yada, hates punters. So I get there and there's there's, there's, three, there's, there's clearly three. It's a six-horse field, but there's, there's three. The, the Godolphin, he looked a bit, he looked a bit uh, underdone. which Silhouette. You know, yeah, silhouette. He looked a, bit, a little, little bit like, I think he can be followed on a drier track. He's got another run in him. Um, then the winner, nice type of horse, you know, pretty close to top. And I'm just thinking... 
it's a big style of horse, probably not suited on a wet track. And this this the, the, this number four, who was given a peach by K Mac, just snuck up the inside. Sure, it was home. Angel Helena. Angel Helena, the four. And um, yeah, Rich 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 has done me on the line. You know, sh- shows bad vibes. You know, can get you. But that 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 horse um, of Richards and the stable. You know, credit to them there is is just flying. You know, going too well. I'm not going to suggest that, you know, when stables go too well, something might be up, um, but it is going very, very well, that that Friedman stable. Um, I'm not sure what they're striking at, but it seems that they have a couple of winners every week. They did last week with the um, the little sprinter at, at Rose Hill, uh, Outback Diva, and they got another winner today uh, on Saturday. So It's interesting how you talk about how anti-Betfair they are, or especially Richard and PVL, hug the leg man who was on track sinking a couple of schooners I saw. Uh, the biggest betting race at Randwick was race four, and the amount, the amount match was 512K. Queensland, race four, 614K matched. Victoria, race seven, 827,000 matched on one race. So the biggest betting race in Victoria had over $300,000 more matched on it. So it's $300,000 that the industry in Victoria can tax can take yeah. money off. So if you if you times that by boom, 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 maybe it's not such a smart move to make it so unappealing to punish to wager upon wet on Betfair on on your racing product, PVL. But anyway. That's it. Mount Popper was the biggest betting race. Uh, it won. It also recorded the biggest figure of the day of an eleven point one, which was matched in race three by Witherspoon. What do you think of Mount Popper? Looks like a pretty exciting horse. Look, um, that was the one winner of the day I, I found, and um, not a, he was a bit toey for a stayer, but like that toey in a good way, kind of you know neck arched, kind of um, trotting. What, what I describe as, as a sharp parade, which is not really what you want for a, a stayer in my book book but then i just kind of went back to the thought well it's running against you know all these waller numbers which i can't possibly have um you know mount mount venus and or whatever they are there's about about four of them just just they just parade really well every time but they you know they're just not quite up to saturday grade so it it was just a by elimination I, i came to mount popper i was a little bit concerned about the parade but the horse looked it was like Another worry was it was fourteen hundred, I think, of something like that, up to two thousand. But he looked, he looked like at top. So for me, um, he might have one more run in him this prep, but that would be it. And I wouldn't be getting um, too excited about him. I'd, I'd want him to improve his manners a fair bit um, in the parade to to take on a better class of horse. Beautiful, Pete. What else like we got? No, I was just going to make mention. I mean, you, you mentioned the actual overall figures in that race. Uh, 512,000. Best part of 300,000 was matched on that favourite Mount Popper, but obviously there was that good amount of confidence coming up from Victoria. But they went so fast in that race, and the horse has still been able to clock a really good close. The last, the last 400 is proper. The last yeah. 600 at Flemington, off a jet, like, a, like it wasn't fast, but it wasn't slow, was proper. It, the way you read the punning form data, it, it, you wouldn't have been worried about the 2,000. We weren't actually, Peter. We we back this horse as well on our like systems on puntingform.com.au. Um, I think there's a stack of merit in the performance on the data, and it's like quality information from Scurry there. So we want to be careful with it next start, but with another like sort of spell and preparation under the Hawk stable, sky's the limit. Yeah, if they can if they can get its manners right. 
Yeah, I, I look, I, I think it's got a bit of a boom on it. Um, I can certainly win again this time in, but once it takes on better competition, um, you know, it, it's obviously price dependent, but I'd be, I'd be a little bit worried about it going up in grade. What did you make of Witherspoon, who's clocked the equal biggest figure on the whole entire card, improved its previous figure by just 0.7 of a length? It's, it's a solid, proper horse now. Look, I'm dark on that race. Um, obviously, I hadn't seen it in the flesh before, uh, like off the TV, and it's 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 been running very well. It looked like it had a good condition on it, you know, like that was important. And, um, yeah, I was uh, a bit dark on myself. I, I not didn't handle this race well at all. Um, you know, I, but you got to say, it, on the day, I think up the inside, um, leading, suited, um I remember I was speaking to, to Mr. Lambert and he was saying it's gone no quicker than the highway winner. So, um, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's not right, but he was, he was suggesting to me that it hasn't gone any quicker than the highway winner, which won in similar fashion, went out about six, eight lengths clear and, and held on. But look, no, probably- but that might be a misunderstanding between, uh, you and the great man because it's gone a, a fucking heap faster. They've gone about the same to the 600. It might've been his call there. Okay. Oh, okay. That's it. But yeah, look. the highway went 2.2 fast to the 600, all all average benchmark. Witherspoon went 2.6 fast to the 600. Witherspoon came home 8.5 fast last 600. The highway came home 0.7. So there's a there's a lot of difference there. The big right. last 600 from Witherspoon. On you know, Lee, I think Lee's has had a pretty big day on the whole, and um, yeah, he had is, re- is he still a rear wing man? That's your theory, but um, yeah, it seems to go better there. He had another thing in in another race that, that got out slowly. It's come home as it's an ayer or something. I think it's run a good figure on the day, but that was slowly away and it's come home well. But on the day, I, I think you've got to give extra points to horses that were coming down the outside and uh, maybe take half a point off like rails and run and, and leaders. Uh, I, th- I think it was um, a big advantage uh, to be rails and run. Um, and, you know, you get, get off the straight, you know, maybe off the straight was good in, in the straight, but definitely rails and run. And um, with that in mind, I think the biggest run of the day was the thing I was on in the last band of snatch. It was three wide. <sighs> Never. Just, just, oh, God, he can't win. He can't win. He can't win like this. He can't. He, oh, he's, he's going to No. Oh. The thing you like third in the numbers is just PR'd and done you on the line. It's fucking sick. I, I thought Big Boy Roy was uh, extremely stiff in that race. Well, extremely if, stiff. The, the way I'm reading the track is that Bandersnatch was the run of the day. But, you know, he look, he did look he did look very, very well, you know, at his top. I don't know how Gerald's turned this horse around. His performance the other week, maybe maybe he's right. Maybe he's better ridden off the pace because he used to be a, a, a leader. Um, maybe he doesn't have the speed anymore. But I, I thought it was, a, it was a huge run and it was almost the best parade of the day. So Bandersnatch, the horse you want to follow from the meeting, Rob? If he, if he can maintain his condition and parade like he did, yeah, he'd be the one I'd want to follow. And the two two-year-olds, I, th- I think there's a there's a, a, a win in the Godolphin horse and the Frieden horse as well is 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 talented, and the um and the Snowden thing at favourites missed its chance. So that is uh, silhouette for the Godolphin and James Coming Yard and exhibition for Richard and Michael Friedman. That's it, mate. Or Mitchell Friedman, Michael Friedman. Don't know. Don't really care. Um, <laughs> the fastest splits of the day there at Randwick, please, Peter. Yes, indeed. 
Well, they mostly came out of the same race. In fact, they all came out of the same race. It was race three. Zanaya, fastest last eight. Fastest last six was Brazen Pine. Last four, last two was Prairie Fire. You have a look at the sectional breakdown of that race behind Witherspoon, who got off to that, what, four or five length advantage early. Well, it's only gone at an even tempo. So the rest of the horses, rest of the jockeys just trailing it. We're going way too slow, given the tempo with a spoon setting, and it was impossible for them to get past it in the straight. Outstanding. I'd say, I'd say Zanaya is worth following out of that race. It looked half a run short to me, and I don't like that on a heavy track. You know, I prefer, I prefer horses that look, you know, rock hard. So Zanaya and Bandit snatch the horses to follow from Randwick for our man, and should be your man too, Rob Scurry. Uh, Rob, what's on this week? Anything special? Defending the championship title there at the local tennis court and then back to the uh, pony watching on Saturday. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. I, th- I think we were off to Rose Hill. It's Randwick Rose Hill uh, week in, week out. So I'll, I'll be there, you know, peering through the glass with the binoculars. There's nothing wrong with that. We'll often do that when it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Should, should be good. All right, boys. Thanks very much. Till next See you, week. mate. Bye. Flemington Pistol, the biggest performance of the day was in race six. Thank God we backed it. One of the two we backed that won on Saturday was number race six, uh, Lord Belvedere. Clocked at 12.8 above the all average. Did most of its work early in the race uh, where it just it sort of did nothing, but they went along in a good, honest clip, which set up a big performance. Uh, the biggest betting race of the day was race seven. 827K was matched on Betfair exchange uh how much of that was matched upon the two dollar and 52 cent favorite and king of hastings who finished ninth it was a fair whack uh, if we have a look over the last half hour just shy of four hundred thousand matched on it open 288 closed at two dollars 48 yeah it's fairly solid support for king of hastings over the last half hour uh went amiss obviously the horse finished ninth um what did you make of the race overall when you broke it down in the review uh, I found the race really hard to find any sort of mm. huge angle out of um, – I thought it had every possible um, – I thought the straight races were some of the fair races on the card. I think outside of that, you wanted to be midfield or better. Uh, the two races where they made good ground from the back were were the three races. It was Danon Roman, who I think was just a bit better than him, so it did most of that work by itself, and they went fast for the six for the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Belvedere where Shapata and it cleared out from the rest. They went fast for the class, proper, like, good, honest tempo. And the Cherry Tortini race, which everyone's thinking this thing's the next Ruby Saki, well, it's not. Dan Stackhouse on checkerboard has dropped anchor from the from the 8 to the 400 metres, which is just incredibly brain dead, and all it does is just set up the horse that's going to run on and swoop as Rob Scary rolls a uh, little rolly dart as I'm trying to quit smoking on the stream. Thank you very much, Rob. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, Cherry Tortini was utterly blessed in run, and I don't think there's a lot to the numbers to suggest this horse is any good. It could well be great, but you, there was a lot of not, there wasn't much in the numbers out of the sale run. It was just sort of good to the eye. And again, here not a lot in the numbers. Good to the eye. Uh, I'll be I'll be against it moving forward because it'll be so well backed because a lot of non betting voices are, are frothing on this horse. But I think it's easy enough to be against at the price you'll get. Um, I think this purse hand has proven itself to be pretty consistent. Its racing pattern in race four just sets it up to be competitive in almost anything. 
Uh, Lord Belvedere, I think, is a Flemington horse. I sort of noted down in my in my notes, like just back this horse. Don't lose on this horse at Flemington if it's if it's north of twenty, which it was at the time. Um, and Shapada, Shapada and Al Faris sort of had that race by the scruff of the neck. Al Faris pulled up lame, so you can forgive. Shapada, we back last start and got the money. Um, I think south of ten dollars in any sort of race, I think Shapata needs to be a risk for you because it's just a non-winner. Although well, one it did win the previous start, but it it was there to win this race and just stopped. It was there to win this race, Dico. I just kept tapping my little screen on it. I thought three dollars, three fifty. Yeah, yeah, more, 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 more. Thank God I had a little bit on Lord Belford here, but at the at the six hundred, this looked bloody home. At the corner, it looked home. At the two hundred, had a good think, didn't it? Yeah, like it properly thinks, yeah. And it's just not in a stayer, like a long Flemington straight. I'm, we're just blessed that it won the previous start. Um, front page, really strong figure there in race seven. This horse is legitimate. Uh, I think you can respect it and follow it. Uh, the market, the market loved it. Really loved it. This is the horse coming from Wangaratta Wind. Uh, they knocked back good offers from Hong Kong, I'm told. Uh, it, it produced like a 2.4 to the six slow. And a and a four point four slow home at Wangaratta. So, uh, if you ever, if you haven't ever, or you have, and you're thinking of or whatever, buying uh, my mounting yard information or my movers information, we will never ever be with a horse like uh, front page. Uh, all respect to it for doing what it did, but there was nothing that told me it wants to run like a, a minus twelve figure here. It is improved by eighteen point eight lengths. Eighteen point eight lengths. That is just like a oh, where, 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 where. Uh, last race, I am someone. Uh, Matt Good, uh, I think it was in the best part of the straight. I think they, not many went there throughout the day that could compete. Uh, order of command, sort of luckless. We backed both. Um, Prezado's flying. I think it's better over 1,000 metres. Uh, I suspect they'll freshen Prezado up and then we'll be back down the straight over 1,000 and it'll probably be winning. Um, it is flying, that horse. I am someone... Got the got the right race shape. Um, stable was keen. Market Good was keen. Did you market? Yeah. Market was yeah. Th- this this is like the proper grey up stuff. Like when I sent this horse out, it was nine fifty, I reckon. Yep, that pretty much equates to what we were seeing here late on the fair. I reckon probably the last two three minutes, it's gone from nine dollars into a close of seven. With about yeah. twenty five thousand matched, like it was just good sustained port support at a, a slightly longer price. But uh, meanwhile, the order of command's gone from a low of three dollars ninety five out to a close of five dollars late with a hundred eighty thousand. I, I don't think the market knew. Like if order of command had a little bit more momentum at the right time, Willow sort of used up his horse to stop Ollie. Mm. A little bit of premiership battle there, I thought. Um, I, I think it probably wins, but I am someone was the bomb proof horse here. Uh, but yeah, second by like having it take seven point two one, I reckon it was as a bet fair SP to record our results here because we had a unit on it. Anyway, you don't go broke back and winners, Dico. Yeah, well, we've tried though. We've gone close. Um, out of the meeting, I don't know what to follow. I don't want to push anything and, and, and force anything here. I think it's pretty average meeting. I think it's a, like a horses for courses sort of setup. Excited to see what front page does. It could improve round a bend. Don't know. Um, but it's 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 going to be spruiked this horse as well. So I don't really know what I want to do with it. Uh, 
Yeah, no, no, no real feel. I think that Coulth uh, and Right You Are in the Persian race are both uh, above average, and there'll probably be a few horses out of that Cherry Tortini race as I dive a little bit deeper into it, where I'll find a few angles. The horses just weren't suited by that, um, like sort of eight to the four slowdown that they did in that race. Belmont, Peter, what did we learn there? Well, uh, the rail, after having a couple of meetings where it was sufficient, um, by the sound of things, there's been a, a wet patch around the 800 to 1,000 metre point or so of the track, and it's just making it really difficult for a lot of those on-speed horses to maintain the rage. They're almost burning up a little bit too much juice around there. The rail's not giving them too much assistance, and as a result, we're seeing more and more horses just find that better part of the track and, and finish off to a really strong degree. But... I mean, look, the, the overall best performance in the day uh, was Power of St. George. And Sugar Shane Baker backed this horse, if you remember, like at one of the more rural West Australian decks, and it pissed in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a horse that does have the ability to run some really strong splits. Last starter was in a race behind KC, uh, which KC came out and again won. It's been blessed, in my opinion, both starts uh, so far this prep. It's just finding races that seem to suit it to the T. Um, you know, small fields obviously in its favour. I still maintain that there's better horses of the same age group, but uh, we're not necessarily seeing them running around competing at this stage. But back to Power of St George, brilliant little race. Uh, they've gone just mental up front. It's hilarious. Eight lengths fast or so for the class. Um, and in the end, this horse has been able to just a masterful ride from Sean O'Donnell who still seems to get get the best out of horses when he just jumps on completely fresh, hasn't ridden them before, jumps on, all of a sudden extracts the absolute peach ride. Uh, but David Harrison had another performance in the card as well of Cryptic Love. Both it and Power of St. George have just exploded with some really strong late sectionals. Um, his stable hasn't been going that well of late but might just be turning a corner. But bit of a filthy day for myself. Um, had a strip, which I haven't done for a little while. But I think I've backed five runners at around $30, $40. And all five of them have run between third and fifth, um, which is a little bit frustrating. Both I think it's like, it's like we were talking to Curly at the start, mate. If you're betting at that end of the market, you're going to have a lot more variance. Just long term, you're going to be sweet. But every now and again, you're going to have a couple of hard days, weeks. Just yeah. the way it is. I'm, I'm funny like that. I expect to get roughies more home or more often home than, than not, despite the fact that they technically should be saluting 2.5% of the time. But uh, it just feels to me like they should be saluting a little bit more frequently than that. But that's okay. I think we can follow Bow Count wherever it goes again. Um, the horse was restrained and, and snicked a few times, went back to last, and it was just powering its way home. Worst part of the tracking, that Power of St. George race, I think it's ready. They're probably just looking for a gate. It'll put itself into the race, maybe up in distance, and it'll absolutely just destroy a field. It's going really well, that horse. Um, I'm still not convinced by a couple of the other winners on the card. Son of a God, I think it's still just a horse. Don't think it's necessarily living up to the spruik. Um, the showmanship, that was the, the horse that probably had the most talk about it. $1.17 favourite there on the fair. And it looks like it's on track for a race like the railway later in the year. It's got a bit of tactical speed for that stable, which you don't often see. It was just a race, mate. There was lots of shorties. Tried to play around some of them. Got some of them right, got some of them wrong. That's how it rolls. 
Beautiful work, boys. As always, really enjoyed it. Can't wait for next week to do this again. Uh, I think the point to make from the deep dive this week that I want to get across is that 450000 was the biggest bet, betting race at Belmont. Randwick, yeah, the elite racing in Australia, 512k matched. Uh, Queensland, 614000 matched. And Victoria, who has the fairest deal for Betfair, therefore the fairest deal for punters. So essentially the punters pay the tax, 827000 matched, uh, proving that if you show a little bit of respect and intelligence, you'll be rewarded by wagering. I highly doubt that there was like less wages in, in New South Wales than Victoria. I'd say it'd be about the same, just be a big difference in what was taxed. 